You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and streaming online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode of Locked on Rays is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, Ulysses, I think on the golf course this weekend, I'm kind of savoring it, saving it. The German chocolate cake flavor. Ooh. I think I'm going to, I might put two in my bag for this weekend. Well, you're going to have to be, you know, a couple of your friends, I'm guessing. So yeah, maybe, maybe take two. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to share them. I'm going to keep them for myself. But oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't share. I think yeah. I'm going to keep have the first one first nine holes second one next nine holes to keep the energy going you get the protein low sugar just a nice little sustained energy boost and you can have that too whether you're golfing playing basketball working out trying to stay in shape or you just want a nice little healthy snack uh to do that go to builtbar.com and enter promo code locked on and that'll get you ten dollars off your first box uh, Ulysses, you came up with a great idea the other day, um, with no baseball going on. Hey, we gotta, we gotta come up and create some unique segments. And your idea was to, Hey, let, let's assume we have a time machine. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years we will. Right. And go back and, and be able to, all right, ain't, ain't, click. And we go back in time and we watch, uh, get to watch some legendary baseball players that we may not have had the opportunity to watch. Yeah, we can maybe go and, and check out some YouTube clips and that sort of thing and, and check out some grainy, crappy video. But actually being able to celebrate and enjoy their careers for an extended period of time. So we figured we'd go about this uh, by picking a position player and a pitcher from back in the day before uh, we were born or like when we were just toddlers or whatever it can just kind of back in the past sort of a thing so what do you want to start with position player um i'll I'll start with my pitcher okay go with your pitcher i'm I'm curious to hear your uh, pitcher choice for time machine going back in history well i'm gonna tell you his uh when he won his uh, his cy young uh one of them uh look at look at these numbers era of 112 13 shutouts, 304 and two-thirds innings pitched, 268 strikeouts. Uh, <laughs> an ERA, for those who like uh, uh, analytics, he had an ERA plus of 258. He had a uh, FIP, an FIP of 177, a WHIP of 0. 0.853. Hits per nine, 5.8. I mean, this is all to say that this guy was a tank, and his name was Bob Gibson. Good choice. Very good choice. Wow. I mean, what a pitcher. I mean, throughout his career, obviously, um, you know, Hall of Famer, 
but uh, two-time Cy Young winner, MVP winner. Uh, but, I mean, that season, though, if he had just had that season, uh, but he had a whole career of it. And, and I, this is a guy that I would love to to watch him pitch and, and, and do things that you don't see very often today. You know, brush players back off the plate. That's my strike zone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, durability of 300 plus innings. I mean, this is a guy I would like to watch. These are the days where you had a cigar or a cigarette before the game. Maybe you have a hot dog or two. All right, just go out there and pitch nine innings strong. You got it, buddy. 180 yeah. pitches. Go do it. Amazing. Now, were you able to watch some highlights of Bob Gibson, or was it kind yes. of scarce I, I, online? I've watched some, and, yeah. and, and I'm guessing that um, that – you know, it's it's a shade of what it would actually be to 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 watch a whole game. And MLB Network does a great job, kind of remastering old tapes. But man, a, a DeLorean to have mm-hmm. a DeLorean and, and go back to 1968 the, that would be fantastic to see Bob Gibson. I must tell you too, it would have been great to if there's a way and some way to do it of get those old timey clips. Oh yeah. And get them in HD, get them in color, get them in uh, the the latest, greatest picture and video quality you can and see how those players stack up. What better time to do it than right now? I mean, wouldn't you want to yeah. watch the, the classic uh, games, you know, the Don Larson perfect game uh, with the Yankees? And you would like to see the, those things uh, right now with the lack of baseball. But how about you? What was your yeah. pick for a pitcher? First of all, I think we're, we're Elon Musk. I mean, get on this already now. Come on, <laughs> help us out here. Yeah. Bill Gates, somebody. Can you, can you give us a hand? Silicon Valley, whatever. Um, my pitcher actually uh, retired when I was, really both of us were probably toddlers, two, three years old. So did not get to watch him live or appreciate his greatness and brilliance. Do you have a guess on who this could be? I do. I think it's going to be Nolan Ryan. You would be correct. A guy who pitched in four different decades, the 60s, <laughs> 70s, 80s, and 90s, and I believe retired in 93 at uh, like 46 years old. Yeah. I, I mean, I think wasn't Nolan Ryan – isn't Nolan Ryan one of the only, you know, athletes or at least in baseball where they already hold the – the all-time record for a statistic like strikeouts mm-hmm. most ever and then in a season he is the leader of that category so he was the all-time leader of strikeouts and at 40 42 years old he was also the still <laughs> the, adding to it still season. adding to it <laughs> amazing yeah and it's not just for the numbers he put up and the the lengthy career but that fastball i want to see that fastball and there's a belief out there that he threw one at one point as fast as 108 miles per hour. Wow. Yeah. And he, he sustained, I mean, unlike a lot of pitchers where they lose their velocity, like once they hit 31, 32, it's all downhill from there. Like he sustained his velocity throughout his career. And, um, you know, he, he was just a guy that, yeah, you can watch the highlights and everything like that. But to be able to actually watch and follow his career, would have been nice um, and just see the greatness. And like 
it, it wasn't just the fastball, but he had a 12-6 curveball that was in the high 80s and probably touched 90s at some point. So his curveball was probably as fast as some guy's fastball, especially back in the day when uh, guys weren't throwing 97, 98, 99 as frequently as they are now. And of course, I mean, maybe one of the uh, more legendary moments of Nolan Ryan is just his toughness and his attitude. Right. Robin Ventura, come at me. Okay. Yeah. Nolan Ryan, I think, was in his 40s at that point. He was yes, late in his was. career. And Robin Ventura, this young mid-20s guy, comes up. Okay, you, uh, you got hit by a pitch. My advice to you, Mr. Ventura, just walk to first. Well, Don't charge at Nolan Ryan. I think your head right into his shoulder where Nolan Ryan just has you in a headlock immediately and and proceeds to hit you six times and and getting into a fight with a guy that throws well over a hundred or could throw well over a hundred and, and and is a cattle rancher in the off season. Come on. You don't want to mess with that guy. You don't want to mess with that Texas guy, Mr. California kid, Robin Ventura. Just saying, I don't think, uh, that, if 50-year-old Robin Ventura or whoever old Robin is right now, if he had a DeLorean and he went back <laughs> to that start of that game, he probably would say to young Robin, you know, take your base. Take your base. Get the anger yeah. out by stealing second, stealing third. Do some havoc. Getting his head. Don't uh, mm-hmm. get in a, a, in a headlock. Because it's one of the most... Uh, legendary or uh, you know iconic, memorable yes. iconic uh, you know fights in baseball is him getting you know well humiliated basically the pain was probably more from getting into the fight with nolan ryan than of taking the hit by pitch yes like you you got to just balance pros take and your losses cons hey there's something point. called in finance called sunk cost mm-hmm. you know do that robin do that yes robin. And uh, there were some great co- uh, quotes from former players like Dale Murphy was like, uh, Nolan Ryan was the only pitcher you thought about two days before you had to face him. Uh, <laughs> and Reggie Jackson also had, he was like, he was the, the only guy, Nolan Ryan was the only guy that considered, that made me consider wearing a near flap. That, that's pretty <laughs> strong praise from, from those two. I, I love this. We went with guys that you just don't see anymore. Uh, right these type of pitchers so i'm glad that we're using the delorean the right way now are we using it the right way with our position players let's see who who do you have for your position player i picked another hall of famer um i feel like you have to pick a hall of famer that's kind of the rule yeah exactly so i picked a hall of famer and this guy might not be known a lot to the common baseball fan but if you are uh a Latin American uh, fan of baseball, you know his name. And his name is Luis Aparicio. Okay, mm-hmm. this guy is it represents everything that was not baseball at that time. People did not steal bases. People did not care about defensive prowess. And he came into the league and he changed all of that. He still holds the lead the, the uh, of the longest streak of being uh, the leader in stolen bases years consecutively. For nine years, he was the leader in stolen bases. Nine years. Imagine what your, <laughs> what your legs have to be, your speed to do that with the competition that is in MLB. So um, Luis Aparicio, I mean, you, you see the grainy clips. You see sometimes the color mashups, but 
if I had that DeLorean, I would go back and would love to see the pride um, uh, of my Venezuelan heritage. Uh, you know, he's, he's the only Venezuelan-born player in the Hall of Fame uh, as of yet. And there is no Miguel Cabrera. There is no Omar Vizquel, Davy Concepcion, all these guys, if he doesn't do it. He's the guy for us that mm-hmm. opened the, basically the, the, the doors for everybody else. So I would love to see him. Great pick. So was he like Ricky Henderson before Ricky Henderson? You know, Ricky Henderson is an alien, so I wouldn't <laughs> want to compare him to that. But yeah, nobody's – I mean, his stolen bases, I mean, he, he, he led the league with 21. So now you know what kind of speed was there around the league. Nobody was really stealing that much. Right. But 21, 28, 29, 56, 51, 53, 31, 40, 57 – I mean, there was some speed there, and and it wasn't just a lack of competition. So, uh, and great with the glove, nine-time Gold Glove winner, and well deserved in the Hall of Fame. And if I had to guess, yes, at some point there will definitely be more Venezuelan-born players in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think next up, yes, Omar Vizquel, and then after that, Miguel Cabrera, and there's a lot of other great Venezuelan players too. See, the thing with like Louis Aparicio, I love to just see if we could just measure what their speed was during their heyday and compare it to guys now, like how does he compare to a Carl Crawford and a BJ Upton? Exactly. Like I know there's the advances in nutrition and technology and things like that, but I mean, you still athletes are athletes, great athletes from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s are, I mean, you don't you don't see many Nolan Ryan's walking around on the planet. Every exactly year, so. and imagine if and if they were doing so well imagine if they had you know the nutrition the, the workout plans if they had snacks like built bar you know yeah uh, to to kind of you know go go ahead and, and help them out so yeah i delorean this would be my next stop uh louis aparicia but how about you what's your position player that you'd like to to go visit well ulysses you know how i love five tool players Guys that can hit for contact, power, field, throw, has have some running ability. Uh, the guy I picked, it's actually his 89th birthday today. And he's regarded as perhaps the greatest center fielder of all time. Ah, uh, gotcha. Do you have an so idea who that might be? You're going with a San Francisco Giant uh, legend? Yes, Willie Mays, that is my Very pick. Good. Again, Great pick. I, I want to see him without the black and white, grainy, salty video. Like, give me some HD <laughs> Willie Mays in here. A guy who Ted Williams said they invented the all-star game for Willie Mays. <laughs> the say hey kid. I just want to be able to, I want to be able to on a loop, watch that highlight of him playing shallow center field. Bat to ball. Goes back 460 feet and makes the catch. It's like, I mean, uh, these are legends we we picked, and I, I'm so happy because you know this DeLorean is going to get us some to, to some good games. These are great four names, and Willie Mays. I mean, uh, he had everything. I mean, 600 plus home runs. Uh, the the fielding ability, the arm was incredible. A lot of people forget about the arm. He had an it, tremendous arm so no uh, this, this is great willie mays what a great pick man i yep. like it the pre-ped era too so hey maybe yeah. who knows maybe they're greenies or whatever but 
Willie Mays, I think for all intents and purposes is, is right up there for sure. Do you know how many all-star games he made? I'm going to go with 16. 24. <laughs> 24 all-star games. And wow. He had 12 gold gloves. Of course, I, they didn't start introducing gold gloves until the mid-50s. And right. he had already played a couple years before that, so he would have had a lot more. Um, Amazing. Than, than he already, and we, all, we know about the 3,000-plus the hits, the 660 home runs, and everything like that. Um, so that is, that is my choice. You know, we, we mentioned how like our picks have to be, or it's almost like you, you have to pick a hall of famer. One guy who's not in the hall of fame, but should be Pete Rose. I would have loved to, to kind of go back in a time machine and watch some, some Pete Rose, some Charlie hustle. For sure. I think he's on the list, the honor, honorary list. If, if the DeLorean had more battery life, if it had a little mm-hmm. bit more zip to it and we could get to, to other games, Pete Rose has to be on the list. For me, Jackie Robinson has to be on that list. Uh, this one's going to be you know, so obvious, but I mean, debate. Uh, yeah. Go on baseball reference and then see all the bold black that's on his page. And then you're like, oh, okay. Okay, the babe. Uh, you have to go see that because like, yeah. he must have looked out of this world. Like we, we think, oh, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. But we've seen so many good athletes by now. And we have so many video clips that we're, we're not astounded as much right. as we are. Imagine just looking not only at the babe, but I want to see the faces around on, in the stadium and see how they act when the babe is on deck, mm-hmm. when the babe is about to hit. You know, what's that feeling in that atmosphere like? Yeah, he was the reason that people showed up to games back then. Maybe we need a Babe Ruth, just somebody like we need a guy, just an out of shape slob who can play <laughs> some damn good baseball. Where's the John Daly of baseball where people can come flock to the stadium, especially yeah. Tropicana Field? Um, on Twitter, we posted uh, the same thing. If you could go back in a time machine and, and watch some legendary players, who would you pick? Uh, Wilson Jr. says Babe Ruth, Satchel Paige, Sulis Jackson. Uh, Charlie Smithers just has a gif of left-handed batting Babe Ruth swinging and probably hitting a home run in black and white, of course. Uh, David at underscore Demo 15 says Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth. So I think we're pretty much on the same right. page with all of that. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, we've been doing a continuation of the series of taking a look at some of the memorable games uh, in Ray's history. Uh, I kind of teased what I was going to talk about Monday. I'll give you more details on that. But first... Ulysses, I bet if uh, Nolan Ryan had access to Built Bar... He probably would have more than 6,000 strikeouts. He'd probably have like 65,000, 7,000, more than he he retired with. I bet that if he had had a built bar before he had Robin Ventura, Robin Ventura might not look the same after that fight. Yeah, he might not. (laughs) I would not want to see that. It'd be like the the post-mortem of a Mike Tyson fight. There you go. Let's just put it like this. Built bar gives you a boost. That's for sure. And they're tasty. Real chocolate, amazing flavor. It's like, you know, with, with protein bars, a lot of times uh, you got to kind of have like an entire glass of water or brush your teeth that you get that like chalky yeah. taste. Not with Bilt Bar. It actually tastes like a candy bar. It's an amazing combination of low calorie, high protein, low sugar, no crazy additives. You compare it to some of these other 
uh, protein bars that are out on the market. And like, if you look at the nutrition facts for some of these, like sometimes I just, I just walk into a Publix or grocery store and, and like to, okay, what, what's, what are the nutrition facts on this one? And like some, some of them have like 35 grams of sugar. It's like, I might as well just have three Snickers bars. Yeah. yeah it makes no sense. And this one is just chocolate of protein. I mean, around 15 grams of protein per bar. It's amazing. Yeah. Fit less than 200 calories, 15, 20 grams of protein, three grams of sugar, three grams net carbs. I mean, really, and again, if you, you want to beat your friends in, in athletic activity or you want to maximize your potential at the gym, Built Bar is the way to go. And we can help you out. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at I'm Built and on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. If you're like me, you probably started thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS, Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That's code Locked On for one hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Way to use Postmates right now for delivery when you need to watch uh, Korean baseball at one o'clock in the morning, Kevin. There we go. And I'm going to be honest; I've not watched a second of Korean baseball. I have not, and. Um, I want to, but it would just make me sad right now. I don't know. A lot of people are into it and, and good for them, but uh, I don't know if I'm ready to cross that barrier just yet. Yeah, I, I'm still going back and like if I really need my baseball fix, I'll just watch old Rays games right? or old MLB games. Like I, yeah. I, I've got to have some kind of connection and knowledge about the sport or the league before I actually dive full force into yes. what is it, the KBO yeah, uh, that's a great name, by the way, for yeah, for professional league. Um, they say that I saw a tweet. I don't know if you saw this, but I guess in the hierarchy of baseball leagues, like of course MLB is at the top. Then I think you have the the Japanese league, mm-hmm. then AAA, then KBO, then AA. So KBO is like smack dab in the middle of talent yes. of AA. In AAA, so for all intents and purposes, you're you're kind of watching major minor league baseball, right? Um, from from an American perspective, but I might I might check out the highlights. I think I might check. Yeah, I've seen some highlights. I haven't you know stayed up late, but if you are, you know, order some Postmates and um, be happy. That's a smart. Yeah, that's a great idea. Or you know, if you really want to get into it, order some Korean food from a local Ooh, restaurant and then take dude, in some nice. KBO. Yes. That's the yes. move right there for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of games, 
Uh, we're doing a continuation. Again, the bosses are telling us to talk about some of the memorable games uh, in Ray's history. Uh, and yeah, uh, Monday, which game did you highlight? Remind us. Uh, a September remind, game in 2008. I, exactly. It's the one where Longoria catches that foul ball by Joe Maurer and it clinches the first mm-hmm. playoff spot uh, for the Rays uh, in their franchise history. My moment came about a month earlier than that and also was a notable moment in Rays history. And I should also mention this. 2008 is an interesting year because it is actually the debut of an MLB player that we will have on the show next week. Yes, How about it that? Is. Yes, it is. We're going to have a special guest next, uh, next week, and uh, he did make his debut in 2008. Mm-hmm. He didn't play for the Rays in 2008. He played for the Rays a couple years later, but he did make his professional debut in 2008. So if you, I mean, that's a trivia question right there. If you can there guess you who that is, mm-hmm. I mean, don't, don't spoil the beans. Just send us a DM or, or email yes. us and we might confirm or deny whether your pick is correct. But we had a good 20, 25 minute conversation with him. Um, still, he's, he's still out in the Tampa area working out, staying in shape for what is hopefully a nice, fun, exciting 2020 baseball season. But 2008, this moment uh, that I want to highlight came on August 29th, 2008. And it was the game in the win that guaranteed and solidified that the Rays had their first winning season in franchise history. They beat down on the Orioles 14 to 3. That that's that's a classic Rays Orioles score right there, especially <laughs> from, you look at the games from the last couple of years in, in 2019. I feel like there were a couple 14 threeers uh, in 2019 between the Rays and the Orioles. Man, you know, I know that the Devil Rays had 10 years of awfulness and we all know that. But after that, it's just been one bad year, really, mm-hmm. um, that we've had to suffer as, as, as fans. But, man, the Orioles, gosh, man. I mean, their window was so small. Yes. I mean, they won the division. They went to the playoffs a couple times, and bada-bing, bada-boom, is gone. Now you have Chris Davis hitting 150 and being paid $18 million a year. Yeah, and honestly, and this is really extremely sad, but Trey Mancini going through cancer. Oh, man, poor like, guy. Like, that's your yeah. best hitter right there. Like, he Oof. is he's so good. Yeah. And apparently he's posting Twitter videos and, and starting to do well in his recovery efforts, so we wish him the best. But, like, things can't get worse for that franchise right now. And I believe he said that even if there is a 2020 season, that he would not be uh, playing in it. So right. our best to Trey Mancini and his family, obviously. But yeah, I mean, that organization, man, oof, what, what a rough time. They've gone through it. Yeah, since, since Cal Ripken retired, it's been all downhill <laughs> from there for the most part. So that game, the Rays finished that day 82-51. and 51. So they could have lost every single game the rest of the year, <laughs> and they would have had... A uh, they would have had a 500 winning record. Uh, the Orioles at that point were 63 and 71. That was actually a year where the Orioles weren't that terrible. They were kind of, I mean, they were sort of like what we expect the Blue Jays to be this year. Okay, or maybe okay. a microcosm of what they were a little bit last year. Like they had some good. Pl- like I was looking at the roster of the Orioles from that game. Like they had Brian Roberts, Nick Markakis, Melvin Mora, Aubrey Huff, Ramon Hernandez, who was 
hitting the the daylight out of the ball yeah. at the catcher position. So they had wow. they had some studs. Those are <laughs> those all have been all stars. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Guthrie, it wasn't such a hot day for Jeremy Guthrie because no. <laughs> uh, the Rays exploded. Uh, I think they scored uh, a run in the first, two in the second, seven in the third, and just they, they jumped out to, I think, a 13-0 lead. And then by that point, the game was pretty much over. I mean, the Orioles got a couple runs here and there, but it was, I mean, 14-3. to Come on. It's funny how some players, you know, they might have nice careers. I think Jeremy Guthrie had a nice career for a starting mm-hmm. pitcher, but because... You know, as race fans, we saw him with the Orioles the most. I always kind of picture him as getting the daylight beat the heck out of him. Yeah, and especially uh, against the Rays. Yeah, so uh, you know, I think that's a, a kind of a biased position. He actually had a nice career for a starting pitcher, I believe. Uh, you know, he wasn't the best. He wasn't horrible. I mean, he he had staying power in the major leagues, which is definitely something to be said. I mean, if you can stay for for a decade or longer. Uh, but yeah, as a race fan, I always think of Jeremy Guthrie as, you know, being taken out in the fourth or the fifth because, um, there's a little bit of too many runs up on the board. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's one of those things too, where it's like, he was a top of the rotation guy on bad teams or on a bad team. And it was just like, actually I, I did a quick Google search, Jeremy Guthrie. What do you think his career war is? Career war. I'm going to go with 20. Very close. 18.4 win loss record of 91 in 109 career ERA of 442. So like he had a couple good years mixed in like he'd have like a year where he he'd post a 46 ERA or a 36 ERA the next year's ERA would be at 5. Like it was okay. kind of wishy washy. Like sometimes it, it was almost sort of like James Shields in a sense. Like James Shields would have a good year then a bad year and like there right. were, but there were more of those with Jeremy Guthrie. He just wasn't like extremely consistent throughout his career. He just had a lot of spurts. In this game he had a rough go of it. It yes. was uh, it was a game where Ben Zobris got a grand slam. Actually, ooh, Cliff Floyd had five RBIs. My boy BG Upton had three hits and three runs. Uh, in addition to Zobris' home run, you had a home run. I mean, th- this shows you like everybody contributed in this game for the Rays. Gabe Gross and. Somebody named Sean Riggins also got home runs in this Wait, game for the Rays. Wasn't he, wasn't he supposed to be the next big thing in the backstop position for the Rays? Yeah, that usually never comes to fruition. <laughs> oh, man. What? I mean, yeah, the Orioles are, are cursed with bad years as franchises, and the Rays are cursed with never-ending catcher mishaps. When can we get RJT Real Moto? When's that going to happen? Come when on. can we get our Travis Darno for a few years? I know for multiple our Wilson years. Ramos for multiple years. Gosh. You, you, you had your opportunity. You had your chance, but you had your chance one and done or two and done. That's it. So that is Ugh. the game I wanted to highlight again. Just mem- first time in 10 years, you actually have a winning season on that date. What else do you, I mean, wh- that was the whole thing that people were aching for for the first 10 years. Just give us mm-hmm. a winning season. Just give us a winning team. I don't care if they go to the playoffs. Just give us a winning record above 500. Let's stop being in the, in, in the being seller dwellers. And they did. And they, and they were like, well, we're not done just yet. We're not only going to give us the first uh, positive winning record of a franchise, but we're going to go to the World Series. Yeah, it was special for sure. In fact, I might be watching some more 2008 games before I watch the KBO and go back to that. Um, A moment we're going to highlight on Friday actually came from one of our dedicated listeners, Ty McCann. So we'll talk about that on Friday. We also have baseball trivia 
with a special guest, one uh, another listener of ours that uh, we'll we'll talk to and, and interview a little bit, and then try to grill him on questions too. So it should be a fun Friday show for sure. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you on Friday.